Baskin Robbins always finds out. That's how winning is done. Are you not entertained? You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. But dude, I think I found what we're going to do. What are you thinking, Boyd? We're going to talk about what we love. I figured it out. Movies. I'm your host, Boyd. And I'm your co-host, Todd. Let's call it good ketchup. And here we go. Hey guys, welcome to Good Ketchup. It's our very first episode, and we're so excited to get started on this journey. So we're going to be talking about all sorts of movies. Action movies, comedy movies, drama, any type of movie. We're going to be talking about it. Stay tuned and you know, bear with us, I guess, on our journey. My name's Boyd, and here's Todd, guys, our co-host. Hey, all. What's My name's Todd, just like Boyd said. I'm uh, excited to get started here. We've been wanting to do something like this for a long time. Uh, Boyd and I, we both love movies, and we love kind of critiquing them in good ways. We've always done that since we were kids, watching them in our basement growing up. So this is a good opportunity to share with you guys some of our good vibes, like Boyd says, just think of movies in an optimistic way. And the first movie I thought would be a fun thing to get started with, and Boyd here agrees, oh, yeah. is Heck the yeah. movie called Almost Heroes. Spoiler alert. If you've heard of it and watched it, I'm sure you'll agree with me that it's a pretty darn good flick. Oh, yeah. It's if you haven't seen it. One of the best. One of the best. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> our goal here is to get you guys to watch it critique it yourselves and look for the good things in it so almost heroes actually i'm gonna have boyd explain this to you he's better explaining things than i am so i'll let him take the floor here all right all right this is kind of what this show is about is uh in that you know early 1800s there was lewis and clark and you know they set off on their venture across the united states to find the pacific ocean and there's a group here they're like a competitive group, I guess. And they want to beat Lewis and Clark to the Pacific Ocean. And in their journey, everything that could go wrong pretty much does. And uh, there's like, <laughs> there's a leader that, um, you know, he's kind of like, I don't know, what would you say he is? Really fancy, I guess. Yeah, he's a, he's a rich guy. Um, yeah, actually, here's a quote for it. This is what you're expecting. At the beginning of the movie, before he goes out, He's showing all these rich people how he has no fear and all this stuff. Here's a quick quote that he's he portrays to the rich folk here. My hands will grow rough. My teeth may yellow. I might even experience a general soreness in the joints. Yes, this mission will be a treacherous one. Make no mistake. We will face danger from savages and from bears. Oh. These bears are wild, mind you. Not trained carnival bears with little tats sounds exhilarating sir few men would have the courage for such an endeavor i'm not afraid mr burr my mind will protect me i'm a man of science a man of learning a man who knows how to buy the finest books fear will be our breakfast and stark raving terror our daily luncheon so this was by uh, matthew perry and chris farley is the guide the crazy thing about this is it's just a Chris Farley role. Do you think of Black Sheep? You think of Tommy Boy? 
That's Chris Farley. So those expectations have to be in your point of view and your mindset when you watch this movie and the way he reacts and the way he acts to all these different cir- circumstances. So there have been critic scores since the dawn of time. And it's gotten even bigger since Rotten Tomato came out and IMDb. Um, so a lot of people base their movies off of those scores. And as part of this podcast, that's going to be what we're going to do. We're going to go back to those scores, kind of relate them to you guys, let you know what people thought of them, and then kind of give you what our thoughts and takes are on these movies. So with Almost Heroes, when it initially came out, it got destroyed. They called it rotten, you know. Um, IMBD gave it a IMDB, sorry, gave it a 5.8 out of 10. There's no I way. I wouldn't say that's a... There's no yeah, way. 5.8 out of 10. This movie was hilarious. I, I just, when I saw that, I was just, there's no way. I agree. There's so many good one-liners. I mean, yeah, it's hilarious. Rotten Tomatoes audience score gave it a 64%. Eh, it's better, but like... Yeah, it's it's low though. It's like a D. You don't want to get a D. That's not what we're here for. No. And then... The tomato meter, a rotten 8%. 8%. That's just unheard of. For a Chris. They're horrid scores for a movie I thought was hilarious. Are they watching the same movie? There's no I, way, right? I agree. For those of you who know about like the earnest movies that they're just ridiculous, they go too far. <laughs> a lot of people thought that they were like in the earnest, scared, stupid category. Oh, Ernest God. goes to Africa category. We're going to do that at a different time. A different time, different place. But a lot of people thought they tried too hard in this movie. In my mind, oh man, it was perfect. The cast was awesome. This was great. Chris Farley, in my mind, you can't go wrong with Chris Farley. He's hilarious in every movie he does. People reviewed his acting or whatever in this movie and said that it was poorly done and he did a bad job. Yeah, just your expectations have to be, it's going to be a stupid movie. People don't go into Black Sheep or Tommy Boy and say, oh, this is going to be a good learning experience. No, you're going to go into it to desensitize yourself, just kick you out of the real world and get a good laugh. So I think a lot of these critics take it too serious. You realize that a lot of these critics like the romantic movies and stuff like that. We got to get some guys with a comedy background to rate this movie. That's what I think we should do is rate critiquers on comedy romance action stuff like that so it's more of an even score yeah that way we're not like having these people who are into these super in-depth movies and then they watch this movie and they're like well that just made me dumber you know forever (laughs) so right here i was looking up a couple reviews on rotten tomatoes from actual critics of this movie and there's a guy that said all the guys on this expedition are dumb and they say and do dumb things in a dumb way, dumbly. Of course. I mean, that's what makes the movie hilarious, right? Yeah. I mean, I agree with all of his sentence until it says dumbly at the very end. That makes me think that they went too far. <laughs> He's 100% right. They are dumb, dumb people who do dumb things intentionally. That's what their cast is supposed to do. And I thought they played it to a T. When Later on in the movie, we're going to go and review some of these things. And it is hilarious. There's so many good one-liners, so many good facial expressions. So you hear these one-liners, you have to watch the movie to get it a lot of the times because their facial reactions are hilarious. Uh, Here's another one. Here's one. You just wish it were half as funny as it tries to be. All right. All right. Uh, Mr. Negative over here. Negative Nancy. uh, 
My wish might have came true then because I think it's pretty dang funny. Yeah, it's as, as funny as it could be. <laughs> and then uh, it says right here, um, unfortunately, Farley's unintended farewell is hardly memorable. That is a downer if I've ever heard one. Yeah. I just, who are these critics, you know? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Chris Farley, he passed away before this movie was released. So this was his last film. So a lot of people on the reviews mentioned how this was a kind of a failure and a flop and they're glad he didn't live to see this film released. Honestly, I think he would have thought of it as a success in his mind because he has that personality. I guarantee he would have laughed out loud and had a good time with all those friends watching it and would have been proud of it in my mind. It's his humor, you know, like he just is over the top when he does a movie he doesn't just half-ass it. He doesn't ever. <laughs> he doesn't ever like have a quiet part. It's all him, one hundred percent, all the time. And I think he did it this one, and I think he did a great job. This next review it says it's not the funniest film I've ever seen, but Chris Farley for sure cracked me up often in this flick. And yeah, see that's that's right. I mean that last part is right. Often means the entire movie. Yeah, that's hilarious. The entire movie, and like it's not the funniest film. Yeah, like maybe. Maybe that's... It's close. Yeah, it's... I think it's close. It's like a top 10 for me. That was an actual critic who said that. And then we've been talking about Chris Farley a lot. We got to get into Matthew Perry as well. Yeah. You got to think of a guy... You just think of Chandler off of Ross, right? Like this New York City guy. And then you take him back to about the time of Lewis and Clark, right? And becoming, again, a city guy who goes out into the wilderness. So he brings all of his, the nicest things. <laughs> yeah. And just the way he acts, <laughs> the way he acts during the whole time is he is sophisticated. And he is the only sophisticated guy in this whole entire crew. And he's trying to help lead this group of ragtag hillbillies <laughs> into the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and how he reacts during the whole entire thing. I think he did a great job. I loved it. It's it it funny. Yeah, it's so funny. And so those were the kind of the critic reviews of the movie, which obviously, you know, if you heard them, they weren't too positive. But I looked up the audience reviews. You know, these are just regular people like you and me. And this is one of them. A childhood favorite amongst my family. The critics are wrong. And I agree. It is one of our family's classics, I would say. Wouldn't you say, Todd? Oh, I agree. Have your family watch it. It's good for young kids, too. I mean, I... I had my 10-year-old watch it, and he had a good crack up about the whole entire movie. It's hilarious. I agree with him. Here's here's another one. This movie does not get the credit it deserves. Granted, I have watched this movie since childhood and qu can quote it endlessly. View it with an open mind. Great cast, great 90s movie. Ha. Huh. That's... They have the right taste. Uh, I like it. Thank you. This is Lehigh. Lee, no, Le Lee. Lee. This is Lee. Lay. Lay? Uh, Lay A. Lay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, Lay. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, right here it says, I think it's the last film Farley did. I really liked it. My friend was rolling on the floor the entire movie. Mike A. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I Yeah, I love it. I, That's a great quote. You know what I wish? I wish I could go back in time and rewatch this movie for the first time. Oh my goodness. It's like reading a classic book for the first time. Yes. I would love to do that with Almost Heroes. Watch it again. I probably have watched this movie 50 times and it's hilarious to the 50th time. Like I watched it yesterday and, uh, <laughs> and it was hilarious then, but I can't imagine like how it would be 
the for the first time again. I just I love it. But yeah, I'd like to because I mean I was a young teenager when I first watched it. Would my mindset be different today when I watched it? I don't think so because I still crack up every time I hear certain quotes. Yeah, that's true. No, I bet you'd be the same. I bet you'd be the same. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Dude, you wouldn't believe how this did in the box office, man. It's insane. How'd it do? Okay, so the budget was $30 million, okay? The box office right. made $6 million. That's it. So you're telling me that it cost $30 million and all it made was $6 million? Yeah, $24 million loss in that movie. Wow. For a Chris Farley movie, huh? Chris Farley's last one just kind of tanks it. Interesting. Tanks in the box office. Yeah, I wonder, I want to compare that to the other Chris Farley movies like Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, like I've mentioned before, and yeah. uh, all those movies that he's done in the past and how they do. I haven't looked that up. Maybe we'll have to do that and that, post that somewhere if anybody else is interested. That'd be super interesting. 30 million and just to make... we got Yeah, that does shock me actually. Oh, uh, well... Hopefully we can do in this podcast and get people, you know, watching this movie and enjoying it like they should. Yeah. You know what I'd like more than anything is for those who have not watched Almost Heroes to watch it and then give us feedback and comment on what you guys think of it. Oh, so what I'm thinking that we're going to do is we're going to make up a Facebook page and an Instagram. We're going to do some posts on there and I'd like you guys to comment what you guys thought of this movie. And I guess those who have already seen it, watch it again after listening to this and let us know what you think. I think that would be a fair way to look at it. I like that a lot. We've been kind of rolling with Facebook and Instagram working on it. We don't have it all the way done just because this is our first episode. We're just getting it rolling. We do have an email. So if after this one you want to throw us an email, it's just goodcatchupreview at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Yeah. We'll keep you updated on the Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. It's going to be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, so here's some random facts for you guys. Ooh, um, random facts. Let's go. <laughs> random facts. <laughs> what? Let's go. So, we all mentioned that Chris, Fall- Chris Farley passed away right at the end of this. He actually passed away a little bit after it was all finished and it was supposed to be released a little bit earlier. But there was two big production companies that were merging at this time. So, they didn't want to release it until a certain date. And it just so happened to be that he passed away right before that happened. So, he didn't even get to see his movie on the big screen and see it released. Um, Yeah, that's pretty sad right there. Yeah, that's sad. Especially for such a big known actor. R.I.P. man. He was so funny. It's tragic when somebody passes away too soon. Like I read something yeah, he, um, that said he was kind of the the overweight, loud, funny guy. That's his, <laughs> that's his role, I would say. Oh yeah, he played it well. Yeah, and he did a good job. And like I remember him saying he wanted to in his film career, he wanted to uh, broaden a little bit. So he was looking to lose some weight, I guess. You know, become a little healthier and take on different roles so it would have been interesting to see what that dynamic would have been like with him as a different role you know what i'm saying yeah things would have changed out that would have been interesting kind of like uh jim carrey where he's kind of changed a lot to where he went from comedy and now he's having more of a some serious roles here and there yeah i don't see him as a serious guy though i don't know how it would pan out 
It would but be I, I, it would be curious. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. But we'll always know that Chris Farley was hilarious and he was loved. People loved him. Oh yeah! That's if you wanted a good laugh, gotta gotta watch some Chris Farley. Another another proud fact for me and you, Boyd, since you're from Montana as well, okay. is a lot of the river scenes from the movie were filmed in Montana as they floated down the Missouri River. Are they really? Yeah. No way. That's actually so sweet. It's kind of like a river runs through it, and there's several other movies with movies filmed in Montana, down the rivers there. It's a pretty place. Everybody should go visit it. Oh, yeah. A little shout out to Montana right there. You're welcome. You're welcome, Montana. You're beautiful. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that's awesome. Okay. Now, here's another part. Since this is our first podcast, I want to share with you what we're going to do next. You guys have heard of like the top 25 countdown, the top 10 countdown. We're going to do a top five countdown. Now, myself and Boyd here, we wrote down our top five favorite parts of the movie. Five, four, three, two, one in order, right? Now, we don't know what our favorite top five parts are. So, what we're going to do is I'm going to share my number five. He'll share his. I'm curious to see how they interact. Now, we're going to go through them and kind of give you a quick tidbit on these parts. But those of you who haven't seen the movie might not understand what we're talking about. So that's a kicker to get in there, watch the movie and say, oh yeah, that's a good part. I love it. I love it. And also when we get like a Facebook page going and stuff, I'll probably put some YouTube clips or boy, now I'll put some YouTube clips up there to give you a visual about those parts that we kind of relayed to you. And at the very end, we're going to agree on the best part of the movie. Is that right, Boyd? Oh, yeah. I guess if we can agree on one. I don't know. There's so many good parts. Yeah, honestly, it's going to be interesting to see if our parts even match up. Because there's so many funny parts. We'll just see how they all interact, I guess. Yeah. And I'm basing mine off of how many I quote throughout the day. Because <laughs> I quote a lot of these throughout the day. And people probably think I'm ridiculous. But it's too funny not to. <laughs> so, top five. So, one of the guys in the crew... One of the dumb guys we've been talking about, he goes into a tent that he's not supposed to go into because another guy in the crew, the spokesman of the crew, the interpreter, because when they go through Sea Indians and stuff, this interpreter is supposed to know all these languages, which he doesn't. <laughs> that's, that's another story in itself right there. He has a lady, a beautiful lady who's a slave of his. And he says, anybody look at her, I kill him. <laughs> and this little little cast member named Bartholomew. He goes into, oh wait, not Bartholomew. I've been getting this mixed up. His name is Bidwell. Bartholomew Hunt is Chris Farley. Bidwell. Sorry for all that. Oh my goodness. I can't believe oh, I said that. Well, yeah, was, yeah this, the B words, you know? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Bidwell. Right. We're back. We're back. <laughs> so his name is Bidwell and he goes into this tent and he sees this naked lady. <laughs> I don't even think she's naked, actually. I, yeah, you don't know. I don't know if she's naked or not. She could be fully closed. But he comes running out of the tent in the middle of the night, screaming and yelling and saying, get away from me. And everybody comes rushing out. And Matthew Perry, Leslie Edwards, he's like, okay, what happened? He's like, he bit my ear off. He bit my ear off. He's like, oh, please, whatever. And next thing you know, the interpreter walks out, spits out the guy's ear. <laughs> says, yes. He look at my woman. I cut out, or I bite his ear off. Here's a quote of it. Help me! You get away! What the hell's going on? 
What's happening here? That French animal bit my ear off! Well, that's an absurd exaggeration. My apologies, Bidwell. He look at our tent. He look at my woman. He saw her breast. Her breast? You saw her breast? I've seen it before and I said it again. Any man who look on her will die. Anyways, he makes it a lot better in the movie itself. What's yours, Boyd? Oh, dude, that part was hilarious. My, mine actually has to do a little bit with that as well. There's a guy who you can't look at his girl. So Leslie Edwards is, you know, the leader. And he's looking at his telescope, looking at the stars or whatever. <laughs> and he's looking. He finds himself um, kind of searching around. He runs into the girl in the river. And then Bartholomew Hunt pulls up and is like, what are you doing? I'm just going to let the story tell itself. <laughs> You're not doing any naming up here without me, huh, partner? (laughs) No, no. Hey, uh, what you looking at? The moon. I was looking at the moon. For me, the moon brings to mind a romance. Yeah. Have you ever been in love, Mr. Hunt? Uh, I've had my head under a petticoat or two. Must you and the others reduce everything to its crudest terms? Oh, I thought I cleaned it up rather nicely for you. Mr. Hunt, behold the object of my desire. Behold an angel sent down from on high. <laughs> Angel from on high. <laughs> oh my God. From here on out, you keep your distance, all right? What? No. No, no, no. Get out of the way, you big French oaf! Behind Fontenot. Now you see me. I'd say that's my top five. That's my number five. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. That's actually my number four. (laughs) And it's a lot to do with the quotes that that Chris probably says that he wants to do while looking at the girl. Oh, my goodness. So funny. I'm not going to say it on the podcast because it's a little inappropriate, but <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. It doesn't All right. Yeah. So that's my number four. We're right there. Oh, wow. well, okay. We already have one of the same ones. Boom. All right. Well, my number four is the part where he he's getting like a full grooming session. You know what part I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking yeah. about in the, in the tent. Uh. No, not in the tent. They get to like the tent. Oh, no, no. They, Is this the one where he gets his, the teeth, right? Yeah. Okay. So my... Okay, yes. Number, number four. <laughs> and it's Chris Farley's overreaction to it. <laughs> that part's really good because you just see like part of the clip is 
him just the doctor just on Chris Farley just trying to pull it out, yeah, pulling you, it out. Yeah, you guys gotta listen to this. Now this should dull your senses. All right. Oh, what are you doing? What are you trying to kill? Me? Put it down. Put the thing down and pull my toes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, number three for me. Oh, this is a tough one because this could have been up at two or one. But number three, one night they're all sleeping and a bear kind of walks through the tent, the campground there. And Chris Farley hears this bear and kind of wakes up. And he kind of wakes everybody else up and says, stay quiet. Don't move. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're all being quiet and still. And the bear is kind of walking away slowly. But one of them decides to itch his nose. <laughs> he's like, he needs, he, uh, he has an itch on his nose, right? So he's like, I don't know what's worse, this itch on my nose or a bear. So he decides to itch his nose really fast, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, next thing you know, this bear comes and charges at him. And he's like taking this guy away. He's like, the bear's worse. The bear's definitely worse. <laughs> the bear's definitely worse. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. My number three is uh, the part where Bartholomew has a contest, a duel with an entire Spaniard fleet, I guess. <laughs> and he out. This is actually right after your tooth part, like <laughs> yeah, right afterwards. It is. It's pretty funny. So he just jumps in and he's like, I challenge you to a duel. And he's like, All of you. <laughs> and he's just like, What duel are you going to do? And uh, we'll beat you in anything. And he's like, Drinking. And then it goes to the next scene and he's just, it's him and like the main Spaniard guy drinking. And they're both like almost passed out drunk just barely keeping their <laughs> eyes open and fi- and finally the spaniard guy you know like falls backwards closes his eyes he's passed out and chris far or bartholomew hunt stands up and looks at leslie edwards and he's like maybe now you'll agree drinking has its benefits <laughs> and then he passes out Done, Mr. Hunt. I'm deeply impressed and grateful. Uh, maybe now you'll agree. Drinking has its benefits. You saved my life. <laughs> maybe now you'll agree. Drinking has its benefits. You just said that. Uh, now, if you don't mind, it's time for the liquor to take effect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was number three. That's so funny. Oh, that was a good one. I love that one. Okay. My number two, they make it to a town called Snake's Bend. And they're in the town and the crew gets there and this guy, random guy comes up. He's like, you guys have been out for a while. Are you guys are in desperate need of some women? And all the guys are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take some women. So he takes them to this place and obviously knowing the way this film is, you have low expectations and all this stuff. (laughs) And and they walk into this place with these straw figurines dressed up like women. (laughs) And he's like, take your pick. (laughs) Eventually they all just go hang out with their women. And a few minutes later in the movie, the place catches on fire and everybody's rushing out of there rushing out of there and one of the guys i think it's pratt it has, i'm pretty sure it's pratt he walks out of there with his lady crying sobbing and stuff like that 
He's like, she told me she didn't mind if I smoked. <laughs> and it's just going all up in flames. And then the next <laughs> and then the next scene, they're on the ship. And Pratt comes. Oh, is it Pratt? I, I, sorry if I got the name right, wrong. I think, but Yeah, I think it is. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, I think it's Pratt. Yeah. Anyways, forgive me if I'm wrong. But he comes up on deck. And he's like, permission to check on my lady, sir. And Leslie Edwards is like, you know, she's made a straw, right? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I figure that's why she burns so easy. <laughs> I figure that's why she burns so easy. <laughs> no. no, my mom, Captain. She said she didn't mind if I smoked. I believed her. Oh, Let's retrieve Han from the tavern and get back to the boat. I think we've seen all that Snake's Bend has to offer. Permission to check on the condition of my woman, sir. I want to check on her bandages and see if she can keep some food down. You realize, of course, this woman of yours is made of straw. Oh, yes, sir. I figure that's why she burns so easy. That, I've heard you quote that a million times. That's so. Oh, all the time. Too many times. Too many, not too many times. They're never too many times. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number two, the very beginning of their trip, it's like the first night. And uh, Bartholomew Hunt goes into Leslie Edwards' tent. <coughs> Mr. Hunt here to see you, sir. I just thought I'd tell you there's already a problem with the men's morale. It's our first night out. How can there already be a problem? Well, one faction feels that you're distant and that you don't care about them. Another group feels that the original high-minded goals of the expedition have been abandoned for quick profits. You, uh, you have to keep on top of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Yes. Okay. This is at the beginning of the expedition they're on the river and leslie edwards has bartholomew hunt kind of explain what to expect and bartholomew hunt is talking about giant hawks coming down and bears that rip people's faces off (laughs) getting the entire crew all nervous like oh man what are we getting ourselves into and one of the crew looks to the land and says, there's a beast now. And they all just start firing their guns, killing it, or like shooting at it and stuff. They're like, we can't kill it. We're all going to die. And they're all shooting and all this. And then Bartholomew Hunt's like, stop your firing. Stop your firing. <laughs> and he looks over there, and it's a squirrel on a log. <laughs> and he's like, come on, guys. It's only a squirrel. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, okay. And then one of them's like, looks over there. And all of a sudden, the shot comes on him. He's like, oh, it's got something in its hands. And they just start firing away. <laughs> firing away. Actually, actually, here's a, here's a good clip of it right here. Okay. Hunt, you've traversed most of these territories. Tell the men what they might expect to encounter. Okay. Well, uh, what I remember most were the animals. Ah, oh, the animals. Fearsome beasts of the mountains and plains. <laughs> I seen a bear so powerful that it snapped a man's body in half with his huge jaws. 
I seen a badger with paws as big as frying pans. Now that ripped your face right off. Right off. You could, there's nothing you can do with that. You just ripped it off. Once there was a hawk that swooped down from the sky ah, 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 and plucked a man's eyeballs out of his sockets. Oh, ah, the fellow was screaming, I'm blind! I can't see! Oh, I can't get it off! I can't get it off! Twice when I was fishing... Hunt, hunt, hunt! I think you're scaring the men. I think it's best they know. Gives a man courage to know what he's up against. There's an animal now! Dude, that's right up there, dude. I don't know what's better, that one or my first first one. So my number one is gonna be uh, to Leslie Edwards get sick, and the Sacagawean lady. What's her name? Uh, Font- Fontenot's the guy. Shoot, I don't remember the girl's name. Anyway, she resembles Sacagawea, and uh, anyway, she said she needed it. It's like Shaquina or something like that. Yeah, she needed an eagle shell to heal him for the <laughs> antidote. So Bartholomew Hunt's like, oh, there's no eagles. The last time we saw an eagle was below the the snow line. So he has to hike way down the mountain. And he goes and finds this big old eagle nest, I guess, on top of a, a tree. And then there's three eagle eggs. And he climbs up this tree and he gets one and he gets down. And uh, tired, he's sitting down and he grabs a pine cone and he's hungry. And he's like, takes a bite of the pine cone. And then um, he's like, ah. This is nasty. And he looks at the egg and he cracks open the egg and starts cooking it. <laughs> and he's like, no, I have to go back. And then he does it a second time. So he goes up there, grabs the second one, and he sees a pig, like a, a warthog or something like that. And he shoots it and he's cooking some bacon. <laughs> and then he, he's like cooking the bacon. He's smiling. He looks over at the egg and he's like, oh. And he cracks open the egg and eats the eggs and bacon. And so there's only one left and he goes up and grabs it and he makes the journey all the way back up the mountain and he slips and he almost like he almost drops the egg and he catches it the last second and then he gives it to the Indian lady and she takes it and she cracks <laughs> she cracks open the egg and just she's like, All I needed was the shell. <laughs> I, was like, I was losing it. I couldn't couldn't handle it. Oh, man, his facial expression, too. It's like, you could have told me that before I left. I know, seriously. <laughs> she but been more specific. Or an eagle age. <laughs> you, know, you know when somebody's explaining a movie part and you've seen it and you love it, and even though they're, like, they're right in the middle of it, and you can't help but laugh because you're picturing what happens next in your mind? <laughs> yeah. 
that's what that was right there. I was like, I was listening to you explain it in my mind. I was just going through what happened. I just crack. Like, just laughing. Like, I know what's next. All right. So next. All right. That was our top five right there. I'd say that's a successful top five right there between both of us. I mean, I don't know what we could. I don't know. Yeah. What, what? I don't know how you can name a, the best part of the movie. That's, that's kind of tough. I mean, we told them we'd, we'd come up with the best part, I guess. So we got to. Because right. our two best parts are completely different. One's at the beginning of the movie. One's at the very end. What is your number two again? My number two is uh, the morale. Morale is down. <laughs> um, uh, first night. This is the first night. Our morale is down. What do you, mean you know what, though? I think the only one that we had the same was the spyglass part. So <laughs> yeah. maybe that might have to be the best part of the movie right there. All right. I, I'll agree. I, yeah. I, that's a, surprising. That's the only one we had that, that is, was the same in the entire top five. That is surprising. But the, it is surprising, but then it's not surprising at the same time just because there's so many parts. I so agree. It's like, that's I, true. I kind of understand, but then again. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll leave that as our favorite part between us. And then... Uh, I guess you guys can come up and email us for the, your favorite part, and we'll just yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, we'll let everyone know. Heck yeah! All right, we'll move. So the top part of the movie, when you get to it, Leslie Edwards is looking through the spyglass at I don't know what her name is, Shaquina. I don't know what her name is. Anyways, that's terrible of me. Yeah, no. The spyglass part is the best part when you get there. Yeah, but I, I bet you, you guys, when you watch it, you guys are gonna think something else is, and I will not be offended if you let me know. So we have our Shaquina. actually, there's nine parts of the movie that we talked about, and I bet you some of you guys will have ones that aren't even in our top nine that are hilarious that we probably should have put in, but but didn't. Yeah, and it, I, I just looked her up, Shaquina, Shaquina. I don't see. I just never thought of. It. I just think of Fontenot's lady as my, in my mind because I don't think it's really yeah. explained too much, yeah. or I haven't paid attention to her name during the movie. They they really don't say it that often, but yeah, it's true. Sh- Shaquina, that's her name. That's who we've been talking about this whole time. That's the lady. That's the beautiful lady, Fontenot's lady. Fontenot's lady. Don't look at her. And actually, Fontenot, he is the actor's Eugene Levy. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Really? Eugene Levy from uh, Schitt's Creek, right? Really? I, yeah. I've actually only seen the first couple episodes of that show, but I have heard so many good things about it. I need to... Oh, it's great. You'll I, love it. I need to watch that. I need to watch that. All right. We're moving on to uh, favorite characters. All right. Who's who's your favorite characters? Talk. You go first, boy. Let's hear yours. All right. I got to do Bartholomew Hunt. He makes this movie in my eyes. From start to finish, he's like overreactions. Just Chris Farley in general. I love it. I don't think he has a bad part in this movie. I, I really don't think he has a bad part in this movie. I was like listening to it yesterday and I, was, I enjoyed everything he had to offer to the movie. So I'd have to say my favorite character in the movie was Bartholomew Hunt. Ah, yeah, because he was about 70% of this movie. Yeah. Oh, it's tough, though. Yeah, Matthew. Ah, Matthew good, uh, yeah, Leslie. you got to say Chris Farley. Okay, in my mind, you you got to have one with the other. So, favorite characters, it has to be those two together. 
Like they just run off of each other so well. They did. It's kind of like uh, Chandler and Ross, right? Or Chandler and Friends. Chandler and um, why am I drawing a blank? In- What's his name on Friends? Ross. Um, no, not Ross. Oh, his Joey. buddy. Joey. Joey. Yes. Oh my goodness. How did I forget this? Yeah. It's kind of like Chandler and Joey, right? Like they're one and the same. They run off each other so well. Yeah. 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 I think, I think Chris Farley and Matthew Perry do the same thing in this movie. It's great. It's like, it's a good teamwork. I'd have to say. You know, what's crazy. I was uh, researching this and did you know Leslie Edwards before being taken by Matthew Perry, it was offered to Hugh Grant. And Bill Murray. Really? Yeah, the role. I did not know that. Yeah, the role was offered to Hugh Grant and then it was turned down. And then it was offered to Bill Murray um, and he turned it down too. And then Matthew Perry accepted it the part. Okay, Matthew Perry did a great job. But Mr. Murray, it would be interesting to see how he did with it. Yeah, that would, that would be interesting. That would have been like when I saw that, I was like, ooh. Bill Murray as Leslie. That would have been interesting. Yeah. I think Matthew Perry did a heck of a job. Like, he did a good job. I, I loved him in it. I don't know, though. You could also put a claim in that Bill Murray would be a good Pratt or something like that, too. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, they put him as Pratt. Oh, man, that would have made it even better. Holy crap. Oh, that's funny. That's too bad he turned it down. I mean, it's good and bad. We'll never know what it was. Yeah, it turned out well. I think Matthew Perry did a great job. Yeah, it turned out well. Um, well. With that being said, entertainment, just solely off of your entertainment on the movie, like, how, would you watch this again and again and again on a score of 0 to 10, all right. what would you give it? All right, my entertainment score, I'm curious to see what yours is, but I gave it an 8.4. Okay. All right. That's a solid B right there. Solid B. I, I mean, compared to the critics, which, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 8%. IMBD gave it a 5.5 or something. And then uh, Audience Review gave it like a 60-something. So, and I'm giving it an 8.4 because I found the comedy in this. Yeah, that's a good score. What do you think? I have it down as a 9.0. I I wasn't bored the entire time. Like the ending was, I wish there was a different ending to it, to tell you the truth. That's why I can't give it a 10. But the entire way through it until the ending, I was entertained. I'd I'd watch it again and again and still crack up with those one-liners. And the only thing that I'd talk on is to give it a point for the ending. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the ending was, it was good. Um, yeah, I don't know. We, we've spoiled the movie enough, so I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, yeah, you guys have to watch it to watch the ending. Yeah, we're not giving away that one, I guess. Um, actually, what would be fun, too. <laughs> okay, here's a thought sequel parts, because there was never a sequel to Almost Heroes. Oh. I feel like there should have been. The ending of the movie talks about them. Okay, I'm going to give it away. Oh, yeah. They make it. They make it to the land, and then they, they're like, oh, we should go home. And then they're like, no, actually, let's continue on. Let's do let's, – let's pave another path. And it has them walk into a different destination, and that's where it ends. So what would be kind of fun is after you guys watch the movie, give us a little sequel on what should happen next. I think that would be kind of fun as well. Oh, that would be fun. That would be neat. Find out uh, 
what kind of direction people want the movie to go towards. Make a sequel out of it. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Okay, and then an all-around score. I'm going to have to just go with the 9.0 again. 9.0? It was the cast worked... Yeah, the cast worked together really well. I mean, the plot... I liked the plot. I liked how their their dress up was, how uh, the, the whole thing rolled along. I mean, there was nothing except for, again, the ending I wish was different. But other than that, I... <laughs> I was entertained. I was happy. Yeah, that's that's a solid score. That's a solid score. Now I'm going to be the one that is going to be having to our average down a little bit. But the average, the all around score I put is a seven point nine. Who had dropped from the entertainment score? What happened there? So the entertainment score for me, like I thought it was hilarious. I I thought, um, specifically Chris Farley. Uh, Matthew Perry, I thought was funny. I thought at parts, um, could have done better. Chris Farley, in my eyes, carried this movie and made it a classic. Um, but through the all around score, I think with, you know, the role characters, they played a funny part, but it wasn't, it wasn't up to Chris Farley's type. Not everyone was that makes sense. as good in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Not that they have to play the same role, but they just didn't play their role as good as Chris Farley played his role. So I gave it a 7.9. That's fair. I could see that. So, I mean, I still feel like all around, um, it's a good movie. It's definitely worth watching, you know, like way better than what the critics are saying. I don't know what the critics are looking at, but 7.9 being forced to grade it, you know, we'd have to do certain critiques like that. This is good ketchup. We're looking in the good. And, uh, you know, hopefully people kind of understand what good ketchup is. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not, yeah, we're for not one, rotten tomatoes over here. We're, we're no, rotten. yeah, we're not rotten tomatoes, we're not you know, that. unless we give like a hundred percent. Do you, do you want to eat a rotten tomato? <laughs> if you're going to have some good ketchup with some good fries, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> good ketchup, squirt some ketchup on a freshly made burger. Oh, I'll take that all day. Now we're talking. Now, that's, <laughs> that's some good ketchup right there. Let's go. All right. So the main reason why we're doing this, like Boyd said, was to think optimistic. Think of the glass half full instead of half empty in this life, whether it be through movies, through your work, through music. Whatever, whatever you guys enjoy, whatever hobbies you have, just think of the good in all these things instead of the bad. Um, make it more of an optimistic world. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys go out there and watch this movie. Let us know what you think of it. Those who have seen it and loved it, I want to hear about it. I want to hear your stories about your childhood experiences. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So again, we're here to bring a positive outlook Everything can be critiqued in so many different ways. Critique things positively, and you'll find that your life will be a lot more positive. Oh, yeah. All right. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. This is Good Ketchup. See you guys.